The following is a sponsored program paid for by Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. Welcome to Rochester Real Estate, featuring Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome to Saturday. Andy Brownell, News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Along with Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results. Hey, good morning, Robin. Good morning. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm good. Okay. I know. I know you're busy. <laughs> oh, busy, 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 and I like being busy, so that's good. Well, this time of the year, I don't know how you avoid being busy. In, right. In the real it, estate industry, it honestly just fuels my fire. I the busier I am, and the more I have going on, the more like pumped up and excited I am about it. I just love it. Say, a little birdie told me that you might have found a buyer for that unfinished luxury home out southwest by Bamber Valley. Yes, that is that is um, true to a point. Um, I did not have the buyer. Another agent brought the buyer. But it is um, definitely under contract. And, of course, you know, as you know, there's a lot of controversy. So the contract was written. I mean, everything was disclosed to the buyer so that the buyer is well aware of all the up in arms and everything that's going on (laughs) and the 125 people who want it torn down and whatever. So he, um, his agent, very good agent, wrote an offer saying that as long as we can get permits back reinstated and approval to get this project underway and finished, then we'll have a deal. So they're in the process of trying to figure that all out with the township right now. So sure. hopefully it all works out. Fantastic. So, well, at least yes. it's a positive direction, that's for sure. Yes, absolutely. Well, um, I heard that there was another development that's generating a little controversy over by Byron. Oh my gosh. Yes. And this should be like welcome, exciting news. There is a um, a company, and I have, I mean, I've known about this for quite some time, but I haven't been able to talk about it until now because it's been kind of just on the down low. And of course, they've been going through the city of Byron for permitting for the last couple of years. So it's not, these things don't happen overnight. Sure. And, um, so this thing has been in the making, and then of course there are people on the town, um, Byron City Board and positions that know about it, and they tell their friends or their family, and then they tell their friends and their family, and you know the old game of telephone, and it, the <laughs> information kind of gets lost along the line. So one of my um, team members was actually in an establishment in Byron, and he came across some people having a conversation about up in arms about this trailer park that was coming to um, Byron. And he's thinking, I wonder where that is. So he's listening, and then all of a sudden he couldn't take it anymore. So he went over, he goes, I don't think you have the right information because we're actually involved with that development, and that's not what it's going to be. So it's not a trailer park. And if it were, I mean, that would make a lot of people who can afford mobile home living and nothing else, very happy. But that is not what it is. It is actually a beautiful um, neighborhood that's going to be called Brookwater Village. And it is going to be a protected neighborhood, a vibrant neighborhood, a connected neighborhood. 
sustainable, active, inclusive neighborhood. I mean, all the things people are looking for. I mean, it will be a definite community feeling. Clearly, it's still a part of the city of Byron, but it'll be its own little community feeling. And they'll have, you know, when they get to that point, they'll have like a community center, which will not be just for the neighborhood, by the way. It would be open to the community of Byron. So all of this has been presented to Byron. All of the plans have been presented. They've been revised and revised again. And hopefully the developers and the city will come to terms. I know there is a public meeting coming up on April 5th so that the people who live in Byron, the citizens of Byron, can come to the meeting and get the facts and um, voice their opinions and concerns and all those kind of things. But it is what they have planned is absolutely beautiful. And it has like a, a phase one for lots. Oh, yeah, that was one of the other things that um, my team member heard when he went into town was that how can they put anything on those lots? I heard they were like 50 by 90. And he's like, no, I don't think so. So I'm looking at phase one, and these lots are 75 by 102, 60 by 102, 60 by 110, 65 by 102, 70 by 105. So no, nothing, nothing less than 60 um, feet wide and nothing less than 102 feet deep. So well, those are decent-sized lots. Yeah, I was going to say that much of the city of Rochester, the city lots yeah. are yeah. 50 by less than 100 for some of the neighborhoods. Yeah, so no, it's it, they're very decent-sized lots. And, um, you know, the whole point is is to bring in... And then the other thing is they've talked about trying to offer affordable housing. And I don't know why people's minds always go to... Affordable housing means Section 8, means low income. I mean, it's it's really pathetic if you think about it. Affordable housing means people who have good jobs but don't happen to make big bucks. You know, there's a lot of people that have good jobs oh, yeah. that can afford comfortably a $200,000 house or a $250,000 house. And once they start going higher than that, it gets to be a stretch. So this, this planned neighborhood community is planned for townhomes starting in the twos all the way up to single family homes and probably the high fives so a very nice mixed beautiful neighborhood so i hope once people get the facts they'll be more in favor of it and we can start moving forward wow Sounds like a lot of mixed messages or misinformation flying around. Yeah, that's unfortunately what happens. Is this one of these neighborhoods or developments where they try to, I guess, improve walkability within the area? It's exactly what it is. I mean, they have a um, waterway. I mean, it's obviously a, a runoff. You know, it's not like a, sure. a beautiful lake or something. But they have a waterway, and it is... They're going to do a walkway on both sides of it. So, you know, when you think about, like, downtown Rochester, how you can walk along the water on the sidewalk, they're going to have that connecting, like, the front part of the neighborhood to the back part of the neighborhood. You can walk all along the, the walkway next to the waterway. I mean, it's going to be a really cool place. And then eventually, their first, their first plan, it's ironic because this development team this development company, rather, took uh, 
Byron's 20-year plan that they had done probably 15 or 20 years ago and said, this is what we're looking for. And they took it and they put it all into this development and now they're getting pushback. So it's unfortunate. But they were thinking like, you know, think of cities you've been to where you come into the neighborhood and there's retail on the main floor with maybe um, condos upstairs. Sure. And they have like a coffee shop or a microbrewery or a sandwich shop or a bakery. You know, the things that you would just walk with your neighbor up and have a have a cup of coffee or have yeah. a beer or whatever. So I know for a fact that for right now, the retail is out. They're not ready for that part. I don't think they want the competition for... Um, Main Main Street Byron or Downtown Byron or whatever it is, and so the developer's fine with that. He's like, we'll we'll make it so that when you are ready for it, when the city's grown enough, we have the capability and and we can do it. So they have all the house types. They've got really cool looking townhomes, and they've got um, accessory dwelling units like little grandma pads that some of the houses will have in the backyard. The little accessory dwelling unit which is so cool. Trendy. Yeah. And like, so their architectural vision, they've got a contemporary sh- contemporary house. They've got the country modern. They've got the neo-electric, they call it, the modern ranch. Uh, they have contemporary modern, modern farmhouse, Cape Cod, and modern prairie. So Ooh. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine different house styles and trust me, none of them are they are all really very appealing to the eyes. So I think I really do think that once the people of the city see these, I think it's gonna take away a lot of their um like questions or sure. answer the question answer what they're what they need to hear. Basically, so be, give them the information they need to hear. So that'll be on Tuesday they're going to have that yes, information. Yes, Tuesday. Yeah. So I hope that anybody who's listening that is uh, concerned about this, whether it's something that you have bad feelings and you're worried about it so that you can get those you know, questions cleared up, or if it's something that you're excited about and you're willing to stand up and promote it, I think it would be important for you people to show up as well. So... Um, the developers did ask me to talk about it today and um, bring it to people's attention so that there will be a good turnout at the meeting and hopefully get that final stamp of approval that they've been working on for the last couple of years and start breaking some ground and bringing this new neighborhood to Byron. That's become your new role on the program, right? Yes. Quash the rumors. Oh, boy. And, you know, I actually um, spoke this week... um, at the, one of the Sertoma early morning meetings. And, of course, somebody was curious about the house and wanted to know what I knew. And they said, oh, it's so nice to hear that, you know, it's not, it doesn't necessarily have to be torn down. I mean, people thought it was, like, structurally unsafe. Oh, my gosh. You know, yeah, I mean, that people actually did think that. This, this gentleman that I spoke to actually thought that it was structurally unsafe. And I'm like, no, that is not the case. It's but. just not finished. Anyway. It's just not finished. And it is, I mean, is it dangerous the way it's sitting? Yeah. If I lived in the neighborhood and I had a kid that could go out there and climb around in there, would that scare me? I mean, all the more reason to get it finished and make it a home and just, you know, welcome it as part of the neighborhood. I'll keep my fingers crossed on 
clearing away the regulatory and bureaucratic stuff Thank so they can you. get going. <laughs> and and I hope we get a push forward with Brickwater Village too because God knows we need housing. We need well, housing. And We're fits, short of inventory. And it fits that what they, they call the the kind of housing that is so much in demand right now that you're seeing just get gobbled up within a day when it goes on the market. And people love Byron. I mean, they love Byron. It has a beautiful school system. And, and I do think that a certain amount of the people who are up in arms about it are those people who have lived in Byron forever, and they like their small town, and they want their small town to be a small town forever. And unfortunately, you know, that's just probably not reality. No, not with the way things are going. The old axiom, uh, uh, everything changes. Yes, That's, exactly. All right. Do you know what? We have to take a break. So we'll be right back with Robin Gweltney, Gweltney Group Remax Results, in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back, everyone. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results with us, of course, on a Saturday morning. Uh, Robin, talking about the proposed development over in Byron, uh, is there someplace I can go or anybody else can go that they could maybe learn a little bit more now without going to the meeting? Um, well, we do have a website. It is not up. I mean, it's ready to just push the green light and go. Okay. But I think I think they are actually waiting until after the meeting so they can, you know, update with current timelines, oh, sure. you know, stuff like that. But as soon as that thing goes live, I will definitely let everybody know because then people can see all these cool architectural vision plans that I was speaking about and kind of see the overall layout of the of the neighborhood itself and yeah i think it's people will be intrigued well i think i think there's going to be plenty of demand for what gets built there well they're talking at the end of the two phases uh, or three phases actually 400 and some homes so yeah it's a lot and we're still seeing houses in that two to four hundred thousand dollar range go just like that Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. That's what's keeping you so busy. Exactly. That's exactly right. So speaking of those, let's talk about what we have available in the Rochester okay. market as of today. Okay? Yep. 115 active homes. There's actually three homes out there that are under 100,000, six that are between 100 and 200, 19 between 200 and 300, 14 between 300 and 400, 14 between 400 and 500. They seem to be pretty evenly distributed, they don't are, they? Yeah. Uh, 16 between 500 and 600. 10 between 600 and 700. 12 between 700 and 800. And now the numbers start to go down. Between 8 and 900, there are only four. Between 900 and a million, there are six. Absolutely nothing between a million and a million one. <laughs> So if that's your price point, Andy, you're out of luck this week. Well, okay? it, it, that seems to be the case every week. There must be yeah, something it has. About there's that nothing number. been that. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, million one to a million two. There's three of them. Nothing between a million two and a million three, but we've got two homes that are between a million three and a million four, 
And get this, we have six homes currently for sale over a million four. Wow. Yeah. So houses are, you know, we have 325 pending. And I think when we talked last week, we had 200 and something pending. So 100 and some homes were sold this week. So 325 pending. And um, within the last six months, we've had 913 total close. Okay. It is, houses are on the market, an average of 22 days. Now, you and I have talked right. about that in That's the past. Misleading. It can be misleading because let's say that they do accept an offer that is contingent upon an inspection and that inspection is done seven days later. Well, that contract might have been written two hours after it hit the market, but then it'll come up as nine or ten days on the market or, you know, whatever. Right. So, it also includes those $1.4 million homes that And it includes take those takes that longer. take longer. Yeah. You got it. So those houses that are actually taking, uh, let's see here, five months to sell, the, the $1.4 million, we have five months worth of inventory. So in other words, if we don't, if we don't sell any houses over a million four, I shouldn't say that. If we don't get any more listings over a million four, five months from now, we will be out of houses over a million four. <laughs> so that high-end market is very much alive. It sounds like the market is dynamic right now, that the homes That's are a great word. being listed and they're being sold almost immediately. And we're still seeing multiple offers. We're still seeing offers over ask. Um, we are getting more and more listings, which is fabulous. And I think it's because, you know, building has opened up a little bit. Even though we all know lumber prices are up, I did actually see an article this week that says lumber prices are falling. Oh. But then it's fall, followed by, but analysts are skeptical. <laughs> So they have dropped, yeah. So lumber prices have dropped more than 20% in March, okay? So that marks a significant decline for their near record highs. But analysts told Fortune that home buyers shouldn't celebrate quite yet because lumber prices are still up more than, get this, 135% since the beginning of 2020. That's a lot. So the high prices for lumber have obviously contributed to the higher new home prices, right? Oh, yeah. And the average price of a newly built single-family fa- single home has climbed by more than $180,000 since 2020. Oh, my gosh. It's that much. I mean, we used to build a house for 180000 Now they're 180000 more than they were last year. Or two years ago. So, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's everything. It's not just it's the materials. Everything. It's the cost of uh, the people who are going to build the homes. Correct. Have the lots gone up in price as well? or have that? Oh, yeah. That- oh, yeah. Lots have gone up in prices as well. Everything has gone up. You know, we've been getting calls this week from TV stations asking us, like, what, how are the higher taxes going to affect home buyers you know the the taxes are going up well i mean everything is going up everything i um if you think about it higher interest rates higher taxes makes a higher payment so what people are going to try to do 
is search in maybe a little bit lower price range. Well, we know how difficult that is. Right. right? You just listed how many homes are in those price ranges. Right. So I think what it is, is it's just an attitude adjustment. And I think people have really adapted this, this whole mindset that I have about thinking of your home as not just your home, but also your bank account, you know, like, yeah, it's a little more than I want to pay each month, but I can, it just means I can't put away as much for retirement as I would like to. So as long as they stay in that mindset that I am investing in my retirement by making this house payment, by making this mortgage payment and not doing, you know, stay away from those cash out refis and just leave that equity alone, leave it untouched and use it to build wealth, then they're going to be fine. It's funny. I had a conversation about this topic over the past week and it was a person arguing that if I took this chunk of money and invested it in this market instead of real estate, you know, house, my home, yeah, the, the gain would be, you know, on average this much higher over this period of years. And I looked at him and I said, yeah, but you can't live in it. Right. And exactly. Then, and you're paying and you have to pay to live somewhere. So you got to factor that into the equation. Right. And so, you know, I mean, gosh, there are a lot of people who have built a lot of wealth in the stock market. So clearly we know it can be done, but it's just it's not something that I can do. I have no knowledge in that, but I do know how to buy real estate and I do know how to take care of my real estate and I do know how to protect my investment by leaving my equity in my home, right? So I feel like it's just something that appeals to such a broader audience. I agree. It still is the American dream. It really is. Yes, for sure. Robin, we do have to take a quick break. We'll come right back. Jeez, that goes fast. (laughs) It does. Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group Remax Results, back in a moment on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We'll be right back with Robin Gwaltney and Andy Brownell on Rochester Real Estate. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Rochester Real Estate with Robin Gwaltney from Gwaltney Group, Remax Results, and Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We are talking real estate, as we usually do on a Saturday morning with Robin Gwaltney, Gwaltney Group, Remax Results. I was thinking about when uh, we purchased our home, the the things that were must-haves for us, in the practical days, when it was like a furnace that works and well, yeah. a roof that doesn't have a hole in it. <laughs> yeah. and, and a garage with space for enough our stuff. Uh, has that changed at all? Oh, my gosh. It is crazy. Um, you know, I mean, just with different generations, those priorities have changed. But things like, I mean, you, you brought up walkability in, your last, in the last segment when we right. were talking about that development. It's crazy how much people want to be able to walk to the grocery store, walk to... I mean, people love the walkability now, and um, I don't know, but when I was buying my first house, I was thinking, well, I have a car. I don't need to be able to walk anywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just different mindset. It's changed, yeah. which is which is fabulous. But um, I know that when you have those walkable communities, you do get more that sense of community, like neighborhoods used to be right Right. or some still are like i know you still live in a neighborhood that's very much a 
community and you know the neighbors all care about the neighbors we recently um, Sherry on our team recently sold a house in Wabasha and she was so excited because she sold it to her niece and his and her husband and within the first day they were there one neighbor brought over a lasagna, another brought over cookies, another one said, hey, you're invited to beers, beers in the alleys on Fridays or whatever. I mean, they just feel like, wow, what a nice hometown, small community feel. So even when we don't live in small towns, that com- sense of community is important. So this, the younger generation does appreciate that very much. Nice. But uh, there is an article... Actually, that was published this last week in Realtor National Association of Realtors website, and it was uh, titled "What Home Features Buyers Are Prioritizing This Spring," and it was kind of funny because this were the these were the top amenities that buyers were looking for. Um, water features. I remember the day wow. that if a house had a pool, it was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be tough to sell. Nobody <laughs> wants a pool. Now it's like it. high on the list. And outdoor views and room for outdoor activities and fitness and roominess. And if you think about it, all of those things are tied directly to COVID. I bet. Yeah, people are spending more time in their homes. And so while they're there, they want things to do. Yep. And they, they want to be outside and they want to be, um, you know, because if they're inside working all week, then they want to start enjoying their outside. When they used to work at the office all week, when they came home, they wanted to enjoy their inside. So, I mean, it just changes things. So it's constantly, like you always say, the one thing we can always count on is change. Is change. Yeah, things are going to constantly change. But change is not necessarily a bad thing, right? No. In fact... Most of the time, you're going to find out it's positive. You yes. Just, it, as always, we we're we're anxious about it, and there's resistance. But yeah. anyway, so <laughs> anyway, that being said, if there's anything that you would like to change, whether it be your address or uh, sometimes people want to know, Robin, is it a good idea to put an addition on my house, or is money well spent if I remodel my kitchen or my bathroom? I am always willing to answer those questions for you. I'm happy to come to your home, take a look, talk to you about what your plans are, and let you know if I think that you're making a good financial decision because you know that with me it's about being a um, service provider and being a guide for you throughout your real estate transactions and helping you make the best decisions you can make. So certainly if I can help in any way, please do call me. So if it's green appliances, is that an automatic yes for the remodel? Yeah, well, at least for new appliances, probably. (laughs) I hear from the hipsters, that's kind of coming back. Oh, you know that they are making (laughs) retro-looking appliances, but they're brand new? Like the old ice box looking thing? (laughs) Yeah, things just keep coming back, reinventing the wheel, right? So if... You want to talk to Robin about all the things we just talked about, but also if you have a home you're thinking about listing or you're in the market to buy, how do we get a hold of you, Robin? Absolutely. Call me anytime. My cell phone number is 507-259-4926, and I'm proud to tell you I have the best real estate team in all of Southeast Minnesota, so someone on the team will be right there available to help you. And we'll take great care of you. Well, fantastic. And I look forward to chatting again next week. Thanks, Thanks. Robin. Yep. All right. 
Robin Gwaltney with Gwaltney Group Remax Results right here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.